This is Coda Radio, episode 556, recorded on February 6, 2024. Hello, friend, and welcome back to Jupiter Broadcasting's weekly talk show, taking a pragmatic look at the art and the business, software development, really, the whole dang world, how it all fits together. My name is Chris, and joining us every single week, definitely not Jar Jar, it's our host, Mr. Michael Dominic. Hello, Mike. Oh, Clark. <laughs> it's Lois. <laughs> That's a deep ref. That's a deep ref. It's a deep ref, and we're not going to explain it, so let's just keep going. No, no I, I feel out of it these days. I feel like... I definitely am getting to be the old man who doesn't catch trends. Uh, one of the things that my kids have informed me is that Xbox owns most of their social life now. Like, this is how the younger kids are talking and chatting. Yeah. No, that's real. My son is uh, is lobbying me for the Xbox S in his room. Uh, I, I'm, I'm preparing myself for what I'm going to say when I get lobbied for the Xbox. Yeah, it's big, man. Like, all all the kids that, like, ride his bus and go to school, they're mm-hmm. all on the Xbox chat. They're all playing Xbox games. And I don't know if you saw this, but Microsoft just announced they have some kind of mid-February event. And they say, quote, we're listening to you. We've been planning a business update event for next week where we look forward to sharing more details with you about the vision for the future of Xbox. When they say business event, do they mean like their business division is having an event or do they mean like they're going to have a business event about the micro about the Xbox? Well, I'm sure it involves Azure. Yeah. Maybe they're going to release their own virtual work headset. (laughs) Don't know. HoloLens three, baby. I'm just trying to think like, what would be the Xbox business play? Wow. This is a deep cut. They tried this once before, right? The Connect as your office member is going to replace your Cisco system in your big enterprise conference room. See, I'm thinking it's a Quest Pro competitor. So a HoloLens. Uh, like 2.0 or 3.0, I guess it would be. Right. Um, but maybe it's a VR thing and they're not doing just straight up AR. Because HoloLens, remember, was always a pass-through. Or it's like a game thing on different platforms. And and they mean we're planning a business update event. Right. When they mean business, they actually mean like, you know, Apple gets to do a a release on their terms that are like, grab your ankles, it'll be fine. If you guys thought this one was going to be more chill, you were mistaken. No, I'm coming in hot. Actually, literally, I got a hot face. I'll tell you why in a minute. But if you have any theories as to what a Microsoft business event for the Xbox is or how the Xbox could be used in business, let me know. Send a boost in or go to coder.show slash contact because I have a sense somebody out there listening is like, oh, guys, we're using the Xbox in our business right now for some crazy ass thing right it's got to be a thing so let us know because i'm going to be keeping my eyes on this and i know i know that if if they're trying to branch out into some sort of i don't know uh meta workspace style competitor that is tied into teams maybe using like an xbox s in a headset it just seems so out of left field though it's going to be something ai right oh of course yes right right it's going to be something ai but what we don't know TrustyBook.com slash Coder. TrustyBook is a simple, easy-to-use workbook that helps you take control of your digital legacy, and you can get started today. Take $10 off while you support the show by going to TrustyBook.com slash Coder. TrustyBook is a new digital estate planning tool by NerdButler, and you can take control of your digital legacy by creating hard copies of your most important information. 
We all need to think about continuity planning for small businesses and for individuals. It means storing hard copies of your important account information with your other emergency records. And TrustyBook helps you create a comprehensive plan to manage your digital estate, including your passwords, your social media accounts, and all your other important information. And they have a comprehensive approach with a user-friendly design. It's really a must-have for anyone who wants to avoid confusion during a potential disaster or you know, God forbid something should happen to you and your family needs to just get access to those records. Having an offline hard copy of your digital records is becoming more important than ever. And if you've ever been locked out while traveling, you know how important it is to have hard copies of that stuff. So use coupon code CODER when you go to trustybook.com slash CODER and you'll get 10 bucks off the purchase of TrustyBook. It's a simple, easy-to-use workbook that helps you take control of your digital legacy. We all need it. We're all building more dependence on these digital tools. So get started today and take $10 off while you support the show. That's trustybook.com slash coder. That's trusteebook.com slash coder. So I got immersed this week. I couldn't, I couldn't help it. I was watching all of these videos of people setting up their ideal work environments in their fancy vision pros. And right as I'm watching all of this, I see Mr. Smartass over there tweet out that you don't even see the you don't see it. You're mi- what am I missing? What are people getting excited about the Vision Pro? Nothing there as far as you're concerned. You so tweet. I did tweet that out, and then yep. literally an hour ago, I got a call from my Apple rep. <laughs> what? Uh-oh. No, not, not joking at all. Um, I have an appointment in two weeks to go do a personal Vision Pro demo. Now I I'm not going to say suck it, Marco, because that would be wrong. So I'm just not going to say it. Yeah, no, you wouldn't say it. Yeah, I. they still listen. They may have taken us off the front page of the technology section. But he's like, I think you should try it out. You know, you're. he's like, if you really think the 30, he, you know, he's like, I was just, you know, you're on my list. He's like, you know, but all the points he hit were exactly the points I hit last week. It was kind of weird. He's like, your laptop was over $5,000. <laughs> yeah. He's like, what are you talking about? Well, so I I agree. I think you should take a look at it. I really think you well, should. Well, for free? If, I got to yeah. yeah, of course. Yeah. 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 I I have not. I should, but I have not because I'm a, I'm worried that if I go down there I'll buy it. Yeah, I'm pretty scared too. I thought perhaps the way to go would be to see if I could get good enough. You know, I don't I don't need the entire package. I just need part of what they're offering. Right, just the tip. Yeah. Just the tip of immersive working. Just a few screens. I don't I don't need to have a whole bunch of other stuff. Uh, you know, all the other things would be nice, but I don't have an iPhone 15, so I don't need spatial video and all these other features. I really just want to take a laptop and give it like three or four more screens. And so I thought, okay, is the Quest 3 good enough? It's got a pretty decent screen resolution. It's not the Vision Pro, but it does have a 120 hertz screen. You avoid the Apple ecosystem lock-in, and apparently it is particularly easy to sideload APKs. So I got one, and I installed NextCloud, TailScale, Firefox, Slack, Discord, etc., F-Droid, all on the Quest. And there's a larger library of games that are much more mature and developed than there is for the Vision Pro already. There's also a culture around sideloading because there's the SideQuest App Store, which is massive. Very large alternative store. It's easy to pair the thing with a keyboard and mouse, but really it's the price. For 500 bucks, you can get a Quest 3, which has better specs than the Quest Pro, for 500 bucks. 
And if you want to get the one that has good storage, 512 gigs, it's $650. Well, compare that to the $3,700 mid-tier Apple Pro, and you, you, could, you could literally buy like five Quests for the cost of one Vision Pro. Oh, that Top Golf demo too. Damn. Yeah, there's that. But I mean, like you could, you could equip a team for the cost of one Vision Pro. And if you just are looking for good enough for a couple of hours, and that's what I was wondering, if I don't want to live in this thing all day, if I just want it for like a two-hour work session where I work, I hit it hard for an hour or two, I take a break. Is it good enough? Um, so I was looking kind of at the mid-tier machines, comparing them. Um, you know, if I was going to get an Apple Vision Pro, I'd also want the mid-tier storage. And if you're going to get a lot of biz apps and whatnot, you're going to want the storage. And yes, the Quest 3 is lower resolution, uh, but it is better than when I tried the Quest 2 the last time on the show. And I think... I figured out where it fits. It is unfortunately not as many places as I was hoping. I'm not wearing it right now as we do the show, which I was really hoping for. Mm. The tech is just not there yet. You know, at the end of the day, for both the Vision Pro and the Quest 3, the pass-through stuff is really good. The Vision Pro is better, but it's still cell phone cameras. And they're pretty good, but the one thing they're really going to struggle with is looking at screens. It's like in a dark room with a bright monitor and the camera has to switch between the two. They can do it. I can use my phone while I have the Quest 3 headset on, but it's not pleasant. It's a, You have to struggle. And the worse the room conditions are, the worse the cameras perform because, again, they're just cell phone cameras. And so I was hoping I could put it on and add existing screens. Right? I didn't want to, I didn't want to have to give up the screens I had. I wanted to add additional. But, of course... That's practic- That's not practical because of that lighting problem. I think it's more pronounced on the Quest 3. So if you're in a situation where you have one screen already and you just want to add more screens, it's great. If you're in a situation where you already have a bunch of screens, it's pointless. And you'll just prefer the multiple screen setup you already have because they're higher resolution and you're already familiar with that workflow. If you're somewhere like I was when I work from home where I just have a laptop screen and, and on my uh, ThinkPad it's only a 14-inch screen, to be able to go to three 100-inch screens is phenomenal. It's phenomenal. And using the Immersed app, so it's not native built-in. There is a built-in functionality to the Quest, but it only does one, one screen like uh, the Vision Pro. But if you get the Immersed app, for free, you can bring in three screens. And if you buy their premium, which is a set-what-you-want price, you can bring up to four screens in. And this is really powerful when you get to this point because you can – Additionally, set portals. And these portals cut through your virtual environment, your workspace. And this is something the Vision Pro doesn't have right now, and it's a massive miss. So I can draw a box in the room, and I can punch a portal through so I can see my keyboard. I can also punch a portal through, and it's just it looks like a window in a virtual environment, so I can see the wife and the TV. And I can see the, I can see the entrance to the room, so I have a portal over the door. And I can see my mouse, and I can see where I have my phone, and all of that stuff. And I had the remote for the television. I have all of that inside this portal that is using the pass-through lenses and then affixing it in the correct space. And applications like Immersed can also detect popular types of keyboards and then lay down an AR keyboard over it so it's actually got perfect fidelity. It's really powerful. I mean really powerful. And then I can invite you into this Immersed environment, or if I just want to join a standard Zoom call, or a Google Meet call, 
they give me a persistent virtual camera that floats in my 3D space, and I can move it anywhere in that 3D space, and that's what the person on the other end of the call sees, including the background of my virtual room, my digital avatar in there, which is very cartoonish, all of it. It's really adaptable and neat and powerful. And when you're in a busy environment and you go into that virtual mode, it really does help you focus. That's all very true. But you're not going to be doing it for more than an hour or two with the current technology. Still only 500 bucks. I mean, that's, a, that's not too bad. Yeah, where it really wins, Mike, is the fact that you can sideload Android apps. So, you know, having Slack and Telegram and Discord. And when you're in just the Quest environment, so if you're not inside the Immersed app, which I just described, but if you're just in like the Quest default launcher environment, the odd limitation there, and I hope Meta fixes this, is you can only run three windows at a time. You can have one wide window and two small phone-sized Android apps. If I took my Quest 2, could we do a Quest episode? Or no, I have to have the... Nope, yep, you could, nope, you could do it on the 2. A lot of that stuff all supports the 2. We it's just try the it. lower. Maybe yeah, for the should. Coder QA folks, you know, sponsor... Yeah, I could, I could invite you into my virtual immersed workspace. Yeah, or I can invite you into the hellhole that is mine. <laughs> it's... I, I'll give you a hint. Okay, should I break out the new voice? Yeah, oh, 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 the one you've been practicing? Inappropriate? Yeah. Ah, Mickey, what are you doing? Uh, see, I, oh, didn't no. nail, I didn't nail it oh, that time. No. I didn't nail it that time. No, oh. I went too high. It's yeah. supposed to be Donald Duck because uh, apparently Donald is, uh, we don't like Donald anymore. That's rough. That was rough. <clears throat> that was rough. You know, you know how much time went into the Jar Jar voice? I literally looked in the mirror. It's about 10 years, yeah. Misa here for you. You just <laughs> use the Jaja voice. You be okay. He's always there. He's always there. And of course, oh boy, looks oh, like yeah. Apple's going to make a ton of money this quarter. <laughs> I think if if I could if I could uh, make a disclaimer, uh, the Vision Pro beats the Quest Three on running basically as many local apps as you want, native apps. You can put them all over mm. the place in your physical space. Well, it does have that sexy M two, right? Yeah, whereas the Quest will let you run three, and you can run them all side by side, and it it's quick. It's a pick. It's a quick device, but so, yeah. So I am I am trying the demo. Okay. Yeah. I'm not bringing my wallet. Oh yeah, that's a good idea. That that, that feels a lot like a lie. Yeah, you got to bring the wallet. You're gonna get one. He did seduce me with the you could just sell your monitor and like, it, quote a hundred feet of screen. Well, that is true. It is way – you just can't beat the screen real estate. I was like, oh. And one of the things they both headsets do really well is – and this is the killer feature. And I, you, you won't understand until you try it, but it is the, it is the killer feature. You can place apps in your space or windows mm. and they stay there. They yeah. stay pegged there. And, man, I cannot describe to you how cool it is to have virtual screens in my office. And I get up and I walk around and I'm walking around these virtual screens and I leave the room and I come back and they're still there. And with the Vision Pro, because you can have even more apps running, you can literally just have rooms around your house where you've just left an app. So maybe this is the room where you want your calendar. And over here, you're going to have like other things like maybe it's your cooking information in the kitchen. And you can just leave them persistently in there and they just stay there. You walk back in the room and there they are again. And they feel like they're planted there both on the Quest and on the Apple Vision because they've nailed the AR, VR LIDAR stuff. It's just so perfectly anchored in the real world that it gives it a reality. Right. Now, I don't know if I'm going to be more productive with this, but I think it's, uh, you know, at least hooking up my old Oculus too and doing a, an Oculus show, a metaverse show would be interesting. 
Yeah. You know, I think I've been, so I, I've been wondering, will I keep this? Cause it's been a few days. Will I keep it in my workflow? Right. Um, I don't know about here at the studio, to be honest with you. I got plenty of screens. I think I'm, I think it's maybe going to be my go-to. I need to do 15, 20 minutes of work at home. Like it really did work the other day. Cause you and I were chatting over Slack while I was wearing it. And it really was awesome. I got home and I just put the headset on and resumed the device. And all of, all of my stuff was just right there. Just like I hoped it was so awesome for that right back where I was at. Um, and so all I need is the kitchen table. I have a blank table at home with nothing on it, but a laptop and it gets turned into a giant space with 300 inch monitors. Yeah, I see that's ridiculous. But we should probably move on from this because... Because I could go on forever. But anyways, let me know what everybody else thinks. Uh, I know that we have a couple of listeners out there that have gotten the visual, Vision Pro, so send, it, send us in your thoughts if you're regretting it already. Um, oh, and one last thought. One last thought. Apple has now created this huge market where you could make a $1,000 headset, a $500 headset, a $1,500 headset, and it still seems cheap. So so I'm, I'm very curious. That's a good point. Is Meta going to come out? Oh, my God. God, I called the meta. Yeah, I know, me too. I'm so sad right now. Um, is Facebook going to come out with a 15? Because you know what? I realized, like, the guy was really selling me because he's a genius, my Apple sales rep. How else do you buy a $5,000 MacBook Pro? <laughs> yeah. But I'm like, yeah, but it's 3500 bucks, man. And his argument was like, what? Well, just come on. Come yeah, how, much is, demo. how much is three or four screens? Oh, he's like, you know, we'll get you a coffee. Starbucks is right across the way. Come on. Visor.com. This is the Immersed folks. They're working on a $900 pair of sunglasses that'll be $400 with membership that are just meant for Immersed working. They're not meant for gaming, and they look like sunglasses. They're called, they call them the smallest 4K well, that, headset. No, but like that's my point. If the Apple Vision Pro had some like awesome, like Assassin's Creed where I'm... I mean, I don't want to hit this too hard, but murdering BSD users, I mean, it would be... Yep. If you guys don't remember Magic. the joke, Mac is BSD, so... All right, so let's talk a little Rails. Enough with the uh, headset stuff. I'll keep using it for a bit, and if there's anything to report, I'll come back and answer questions as well. But you had a pro tip for us this week. I did, and this is something, you know, I've been uh, supporting a lot of legacy Rails apps and uh, just doing a lot of new Rails code. It is a Rails feature, but it's also backed up by a lot of Ruby features. And I, I sometimes feel that the Ruby language developers kind of get outshot, you know, over, you know, outshined by the Rails team, right? Because yeah, yeah Ruby's at this strange place where they, like, Python has a bunch of frameworks you might be using, but Ruby is like, okay, so you're you're basically using Rails. I mean, maybe Sinatra, if you're a hipster who likes martinis and cigars. I won't mention anybody by name. <laughs> I just blame Drew now. No, but this is great. So uh, Active Record Load Async. So uh, it's exactly what it sounds like, right? Active Record is the Rails ORM. These uh, calls can do database operations, mostly loading, because it says Load Async, right? See? Right on the tin. It does it in the old way of C threading. If you don't know what that means, then I suggest you not use it. But it works. It does exactly what you want it to do. It puts the, let's say you have a long database operation with a couple joins that doesn't necessarily need to block the UI. You can use load async to uh, make it run in the background. There's some magic in active record because it is Rails where it decides if it's going to be quick enough to just like not, not listen to you and do it on the main thread. But 
Also, if you want a long conversation about how Rails handles threading and processes, that is not something we're going to do today, but we should probably do it at some point. It's, uh, you know, I, I, this is an unpopular opinion these days. I actually think the simple C threading way of handling things is better. Um, this is very similar to how Objective-C used to handle threads. And are you ready? Are you ready, Chris? I'm like 115% ready. Core Dispatch, baby. An API released in... Yes! yes. Snow Leopard. <laughs> there it is. Finally, something's taking advantage of it. Oh, no. This is this is not taking advantage of it. It's basically the same idea. I just... Oh. Oh, I misunderstood. So you mean I shouldn't be excited? Oh, no. You should be excited. Anything that's... I mean, they have it now, but they're not... If it's a like Objective-C... But yeah. Only in the way that Core Dispatch was basically a C API. You, you put me on an emotional roller coaster, dude. You know, do you know how sad I am every time I see a cat that's like white with black spots? <laughs> yeah, I remember. I like collapse. It's like I'm like Frodo with the ring. Uh, no, but I, you know, I have been, again, supporting legacy Rails apps, and I just got to use this for the first time, and I found this gentleman's blog. I cannot pronounce his name, but it's. Close to Paul, I think. Pollard? Yeah, I couldn't either. Yeah, if Google Translate serves me well. Uh, but he's he's pretty much nailed it. Yeah, and he gives you the downsides of using this and the upsides. This is one of those things that if you don't know that you should use it for sure, then you should not use it because you might be screwing yourself over. But I'm, you know what? I, maybe I'm getting old, right? I'm just happy to see these older frameworks that, I mean, I, I make a lot of my re- living on Rails. You know, man, everything doesn't need to be written in the new hotness, right? It is it is great to see something like this continue to be iterated on. Like, that's really when technology seems to be at its best, is when the new hotness comes along, but we keep working at the previous thing. Well, not to call, not to call it the previous thing, but we keep working on the, the established thing and make yeah. it better and better. Well, and this is the kind of thing that, like, people used to write, like, like Rails, of, of, I'm sorry, Ruby used to allow and still does manual threading like you could totally write this by hand but just having it in the uh active record uh library for you know for database management makes it so much easier we really do have to do a show on it chris but the the new additions to the ruby language the optimizations the need to drop down to like ffi and just drop to c plus plus or or c is increasingly less and less also, if you're kind of a newbie Ruby developer, Rails developer, and you ever have like native thing fail to compile, the reason for that is that the gems that you're importing are actually like C++ libraries or C libraries. So they're literally comporting with LLVM or depending on your system, uh, GCC. And if you're on Windows, who the hell knows what they're doing? Four score and seven boosts to go. We got some great boosts this week. 25,000 stats from the GNOME. And he says, I appreciate Mike's rant. As a person with a well-paying remote tech job who lives on a farm in rural northeast Ohio, I can vouch for Mike's perspective. The suburban Fortune 500 office class doesn't understand how desperate the average person is in my community and how angry they are. In our bubble, we need to be careful because I promise you censoring this person's grievances isn't going to make them change their mind or go away. I encourage people to go out of these communities and listen to someone else's point of view. That's powerful. Yeah. I mean, I I don't know if you paid attention to Weapon X, but uh you and I and definitely me got some some flack, should we call it? Yeah. Yeah, I think uh the gnome is right. I had a really interesting conversation with a neighbor 
Uh, she lives a few houses nearby, and she's been a professional worker her entire, well, for about 20 years. And she happens to work in a particular industry where she's been very lucky, and she's gotten, she's gotten a real actual cost of living increase every year because she works in a pretty competitive industry. And so uh, my wife and her best friend and this neighbor were all going for a walk, and uh, this, the, the subject of sandwiches came up and how much it costs now to make one sandwich. And my wife pointed out that here in Washington State, to buy enough turkey to make a single turkey sandwich, it costs about $6 just for the turkey. And my mm-hmm. wife's friend was you know, remarking about, yeah, it's about the same. You know, it's, I, I figure it's about 5 $6 for them to eat. And, and the neighbor lady says, oh, gosh, has it gotten that expensive? And they, oh yeah, you haven't noticed. You haven't noticed. You haven't noticed. No, I, I just, I just don't pay attention. And she's, and the neighbor started kind of thinking. She's like, you know, I've, I've been really fortunate. I've gotten a cost of living increase. I didn't even realize. She didn't really pay attention to it. Like it just completely to her hadn't even been a problem. She lives in an entirely different world, where these two ladies are talking about like the difficulty of cost of a single sandwich, and this other lady didn't even realize the prices had changed. Oh no, we uh, the Dominic family has has uh, realized it. We've changed our grocery buying habits. So one quirk of Florida, you would think gasoline would be cheap down here because of the the Gulf. Yeah, it's actually very expensive. So like driving, if it doesn't make sense, I mean we're not broke, but I'm. I'll put it. Can I share real numbers? Is that too unfiltered? No. <laughs> yeah, let's do it. So the family grocery bill used to be $400 a month, roughly, right? Give or take a variance of 20%. And when I say groceries, I mean uh, Walmart and Publix, right? And mostly Walmart. Now we're at about six to 700 a month. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. And, and we're talking, and we've cut, like, we're, you know, we're a lot of chicken thighs, um, instead of ribeye, ribeyes are like a once a month treat. Now we're down, you know, to the uh, round eye steaks. Man, we've gone all the way down to just we make a ton of stuff from scratch now, like everything. No, no, no. I these mean, aren't uh, these aren't pre- prepped foods. We're we're yeah. cooking everything. Yeah, I mean, I'm talking even like the mayo, the 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 oh wow know, bread. Like we're really just trying to save money as much as we can, and it's still still we're spending a lot more. Right, we're not down to that level, but I mean, the, although I bet you're healthier. Maybe it, it it tastes better. You know, the thing is is. We have extremely expensive. We have extremely expensive gasoline here, uh, so that adds to the cost of everything. But anyways, it is a thing. It's a thing. I mean, your your neighbor's not wrong. It's uh, the writer's not wrong. It's just, you know, I just listened to something today with your. Oh God, damn it! I'm going to do it again with your own pal. And uh, these pri- he said straight up, these prices are not going down. No, 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 no! Don't expect them to come down. The cost hopefully will the increase will slow, hopefully, unless something goes wrong. But hopefully they will. Yeah, I agree. Okay, well, thank you very much for that perspective, the, the gnome. And uh, I agree. You know, that was it's it's not an easy thing to say when you're in a position of privilege like that. But you but you are humble enough to recognize what's going on around you. I think no, that's your that's location. A, you, that's fantastic. Yeah, D. Swartz comes in with a row of ducks. New listener here. Windows and Android forever. Also, the Microsoft stack. Yeah, all right. All right. You know, I have to say I've been, I've been impressed by the Azure stack for voice recognition and their AI stuff. It has been really good. They've been doing good stuff over there. Corozin comes in also with a Rodux. I, I was the epitome of the office meme where <laughs> Michael Scott is yelling, No, God, no, during that Microsoft Teams Neuralink discussion. It's the reaction I wanted, yeah. 
Yeah. I thought the phone notifications everywhere was bad enough in the future. I don't want them straight in my brain. I hear you. I can't I can bear I can barely 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 tolerate them on my wrist. I turned all notifications on my watch off. I think I'm going to do that too. Yeah. Do do it. It will cuz yeah. you know what? I check cuz of course I have the heart condition. I check my heart rate every yeah, once in a while. Yeah, it's good for that. That is true. But I I manually check it. Yes, right. Not getting every notification about mhm. Well, and you know it just happened to me. You no matter no matter what I do filter-wise, focus-wise, no matter what I do, my wife just texted me about something that I don't need to know about until 4:45 p.m. and my and I just and it dinged my watch. It just dinged my watch even though I have like layers of D&D. <laughs> it still came through for some, you know, reason. Yeah, but when it's the wife, you know they're they're like the uh the they're like the marines of do not disturb. They can get through no matter what. Like I know. Well, that's what I'm thinking is I've done it for the wife and the kids, but I I could just have it on the phone. I don't necessarily need it on the wrist. Unless there was like what I would like is like some really urgent breakthrough method where it could send a push notification to the wrist. Like they'd have the option on their end. Yeah, but you see, if that exists, it's going to get abused. Yeah, you'd only want to give it to like the wife. Well, you, it, see, I don't know. That already. Even then it could. <laughs> that already exists on the phone though, right? Right. Yeah. The, the call yeah, twice thing. Mm-hmm. Well, and she knows I'm recording right now, so she must have thought it was important enough to send it. So she may have used the push through. Who knows, right? We may have it may be a difference of opinions and expectations. I assume Nadia is right, and you're wrong, of course, because I don't fight with other people's <laughs> wives. Um, yeah, but <laughs> I should, we should probably stop. Well, mm. uh, moving on. Yeah, uh, Scott he sends in a spaceballs boost one two three four five sets. So the combination is one two three four five. That's the stupidest combination I ever heard in my life. Scott says, uh, here's uh, a boost, hoping you make it through the ad winter. Maybe you'll hit that 200,000 sat episode. Well, with great folks like you, Scott, we get close. Chris, I have to disagree with you on the Apple Vision Pro. You uh, you are the right market for it. Damn. If it was done a little bit better, but I just can't see using it as a daily driver. Eye strain feels like it would be more of an issue than ever, and I don't want to feel plugged into my tech. Ooh. But instead, I like using it as a tool. We'll see what the market says, though, and who knows, maybe one day use it as a headset. I will, however, be an old man yelling at the cloud and refuse to get Neuralink. <laughs> okay, what? all right. <laughs> who doesn't want to be a Cylon? I, I mean, we're probably going to get it. Here's how to think about the Vision Pro in one single sentence. If you could do your work on an iPad, you could do it on the Vision Pro because it's like having lots of iPads everywhere. Big iPad screens everywhere, and you can bring one Mac screen in. Can I run Ruby Mine and Sea Lion on it? Which is the demo I'm going to ask for in two weeks. Yes. <laughs> Sorry, Craig. We'll see. I mean, it really is. It's an iPad with floating windows. I mean, most of the apps you're going to use right now are going to be iPad apps. Well, why not? I mean, why not? The iPad should do well, it. Well, no, too. no, no. <laughs> he no, he told me that I can mirror my Mac. Yes. So if I have, which I do, Sea Lion, these by the way, these are all JetBrains IDs. Um, they don't sponsor us, but they should. comrades, they you should. Privyet. They're from Belarus, not uh, politics again. But I've been using their stuff for years. They're fine. Well, you'll be able to pull in your Mac screen like it's a monitor. That'll be no problem. But can I like split it into multiple monitors? Nope, nope. But with Immersed, you will be able to. Ah, that's crap. So the Immersed app is going to be, or already is, on the Vision Pro, which is what I'm using on the Quest. See, what I need, all right, what I need for Alice is... Sea Lion on one screen. This is how I do my <laughs> Mac. No, I'm serious. Yeah, no, I hear you. And Ruby might, because it like the, the interface for like the, just the basic logic is all Ruby. Uh, yes, I, I rewrote it again. I don't know who it is, but I saw a demo 
where you go into one of these work, you know, your little work environment apps and it boots up a cloud compute instance, a persistent cloud compute instance. Nice. And that is your remote compute inside the virtual environment is your cloud compute instance. <sighs> Who knows, man? Who knows? I, I definitely don't want that. So <laughs> I don't want that. But we'll see how much of this I actually do or do not want. Southern Fried Sassafras comes in with 5,000 sets. Coming in hot with the boost. <laughs> he writes, the Vision Pro is ridiculously expensive, but the cooking use case, it's actually kind of brilliant. I would have never thought what? to try that out. The uh, the one where Joanna Stern shows in the Wall Street Journal video where she... Yeah, yeah, I know, but water and... F- trust me, I know. water and Apple products. <laughs> I, I've done enough field research on this one. He does say he'd be worried about splashing something on it. Uh, but he says, it makes me think about all the times I'm doing something where my hands are very dirty or wet, and I have to stop and watch and dry them before messing with my phone or tablet. With hand gestures, I wouldn't really have to do that. I don't know if it's worth $3,500, though. It's bad enough buying the Apple AirPod Max when it was on sale and refurbished. Anyways, thanks for my favorite weekly political and commentary. Show. I, I mean, weekly show talking about the art and business of software development. Uh, by the way, Farscape is better than Andromeda only because it had SD1's Mitch, uh, Mitchell, Colonel Mitchell, before uh, he was uh, Colonel Mitchell. <laughs> you are mistaken. Kevin Sorbo continues to be glorious. I, I agree. Glorious. I agree. Yeah, I agree. Kevin Sorbo win. So where I could – because that AR stuff I mentioned, that overlay stuff really works and it really sticks in a, in a way that is believable, man, I would pay – I'd probably pay 100 bucks if, if I was dumb enough to have spend 3500 on a Vision Pro. I'd probably spend another 100 bucks if I had that for my – any one of my cars or my RV. Oh, no, stop giving Apple ideas for more services revenue. What are you doing? Uh, dude, uh, you're I, out of a me- control. Oh, a mechanics overlay where I could understand oh. the parts and know how they go together no, and twist don't in. Stop it! They're oh. gonna do it. I, I'd, I'd pay by the hour. What are you doing? <laughs> just want somebody to make it. I would. I have car work to do, and I just need some help. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Late, is uh, Lady Jupes in trouble? Is that what you're trying to? Well, tell no. Us? There's maintenance that no, but I need to do brakes, and there's just always something, and I, I just. You know, uh, the HoloLens promise of an overlay that kind of explains all the mechanics of what I'm working on. I still cling to that dream. Bomber is listening right now, hitting the scotch so hard. He's like, yeah, I I had this years ago, guys. I know. I know. That's true. That's true. Same cat sends in 3,000 sats saying hello from Noster. Well, hello, the same cat. Did you go to chrislast.com? M-N-F-T-S also sent in 3,000. 333 sats and says, yo, and Wooden501 sent in 5,000 sats and writes, Hamilton Beach has been my favorite author since I read the Night's Dawn trilogy in high school. Definitely an author for people who want big, well-developed stories and don't mind reading a couple thousand pages to get it. All right. Thank you, sir. I actually would put a call out there for other great sci-fi books. I like the big, slow ones so I can fall asleep to them. And then re-listen to him. Salvation Trilogy by Peter Hamilton. All right. Yeah, something I can listen to two or three times while I fall asleep is great. You'll need to. It's very long. Uh, We also had a uh, very funny video that was Futurama predicting the Apple Vision Pro called the iPhone EYE, uh, sent in by Spielchuck Failure. Thank you, sir. We had nine boosters in total. We stacked 58,222 sats. Definitely fell short of that. 200,000 sat goals because I think, you know, we just have a small pool of boosters. So we need some more people to go pick it up. This podcasting 2.0 stuff is getting better and better. Apple just adopted the transcript tag from podcasting 2.0. Frickin' Apple. Yeah. If Apple is starting to turn their app into a podcasting 2.0 podcast app before you've tried a new podcast app, you're doing it wrong. 
podcastapps.com. Fountain 1.0 Plus is so good. Integrates with Strike, makes it super easy to boost. Ah, there's so many good apps. Castomatic for iOS is just one of the best podcast apps out there. Podcastapps.com. Get get one and boost in. Get your message on the show and help support us during the ad winter. Of course, you can also go to Trusty Book. We'll have a link in the show notes, or you can become a member. We have a link for that too at coder.show slash membership, or there's a link up there. You can support us directly and you get the Coder QA Mike was mentioning, uh, the Coderly, you know, which we got to sit down and do. Maybe we'll do it in the metaverse. Well, Mr. Dominic, I think that's it. We're doing a little quickie because you have to go out there and fight in the business world and conquer. Do. So where should people go to see more of you, support more of you, get more of you, et cetera? Go to alice.dev. And if you need stuff, oh, I have a new email that I will say verbally. Oh. Because last time I wrote it down in the notes, that was a bad idea. Really? Mike at alicebot.co. .co is in company. You should reach out to that email because... If you do, and you mention either Jar Jar Coder or Hating BSD, 10% deal. Nice. All right. Hate BSD and get 10% off. Uh, we have ALR in our live chat room right now who is watching the show live on his Apple Vision Pro. And he mentions the notifications are particularly annoying because they show up at the top center of view. That's so there you go. You're going to have to see, be like in watching mode. That's Ugh. like, no, that's like Chinese torture. You're right. The notifications are going to, you'd always be, uh, I want it, wouldn't you just always go into do not disturb? Wouldn't you have to? Yeah, I just want no notifications. Yeah. <laughs> but I do like that uh, we got somebody watching uh, from uh, our peer tube on the uh, Apple Vision Pro. It's pretty cool. All right, that wraps it up. If you'd like to uh, catch the show live, we publish the time at jupiterbroadcasting.com slash calendar. Or you can subscribe to the Jupiter Station feed where I post it in there ahead of time. You can find that in a podcasting 2.0 app. That's Jupiter Station. Links to what we talked about today are coder.show slash 556. Over on that their website, you'll get our contact form and our RSS feed as well, so you can use any dang app you want. And if you feel like it, join us on one of those live times and get in that chat room. Give us your live feedback and all that. Last but not least, we always thank you if you could share the show. Word of mouth is just one of the best ways to advertise a podcast. Thank you so much for listening. See you next week.